everyone and welcome to Thursday Live Lesson. My name is Aldrin Guerrero. I'm going to be an instructor for today. Joining me are Mr. Aaron The Voice Nakamura. Say what's up, Aaron. What's up? And Mr. Kahai, the legend Ferguson. Say what's up, Kahai. What's up? The boys are here. We're going to get started. What we do here at Thursday Live Lesson is we try to answer any and all of your questions, however way we get them, via email, via voicemail, via uh, live chat that we're on right now. So give us your questions and we'll throw some answers your way. I'll try to answer it as best as I can. These two dudes will come out with uh, their own two cents. We're going to try to come up with the best possible answer just for you. You can also send us videos and things like that if you guys want uh, us to kind of take a look at what you're doing and give you some feedback on how you're doing with the ukulele. Uh, it could be ukulele related, it could be not ukulele related. It doesn't really matter. So let's get started. First off, um, some I don't, I don't know if it's like a UU Plus member or whatever, but someone uh, wrote into the high sessions guys and they're like, uh, I want to see Aldrin on for some reason. And um, thank you to whoever that person was because uh, John Yamasato contacted me and we did uh, a uh, a podcast together. So if you guys want to check out that podcast, is on the High Sessions um, account. So HI is in Hawaii, HI Sessions. Um, and on that channel, there's amazing, amazing Hawaiian artists and some incredible youth players, including like the best youth players in the world. You know, you got Jake, you got James. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you got this, yeah, that's it. Uh, you got Kalei, you got Taimani, you got what? I mean, what? What else? If you said those first two names, you should be flocking over there already, right? <laughs> what, I was like, Horka Zita was there, Fulani Pad is there. Just come on, go subscribe to them. Um, check out the podcast. Um, and uh, and type in say Aldrin sent me from uh, from Ukula Underground. Let them know that we we sent you there and we're sending some love over their way. So it's high sessions. Check out the podcast that I was on. Um, it was up. I think they put it up yesterday. So type in, give them a like, give them a thumbs up, and just let them know that hey, Aldrin sent me. And uh, yeah, thank you for all the awesome content. Yeah, yeah, yeah let them know. Um, during the podcast, uh, I guess because somebody like requested me for me to be there. And then uh, John was saying, you know, like, we got someone asking you, you know, like, asking you to come here. And we got a bunch of people asking you questions for the podcast. We bring in, like, Lieutenant Governor Josh Green. And we're telling people, okay, give us some questions to ask <laughs> Dr. Green. And nobody, like, asked anything. This guy is, like, the, the leading guy, you know, for uh, as far as pandemic response in Hawaii. Yeah. And no one asked him a question. It's just like, I, if I knew that he was going to be on, I would have asked him. You know? <laughs> but it, it's, it's kind of cool and very, very, very flattering that there is, you know, people that wanted me wanted to see me on that pod um i'm you know i i'm a huge fan of high sessions we were uh aaron and i were on high sessions pretty early you know in yeah. the uh, in, in high sessions when they, when they were first starting yeah so it was it was really cool and we haven't been back since um i managed to sneak my way in there in one of the episodes with uh, craig and sarah but uh -huh. other than that i haven't really showed up so it's it's really cool to reconnect with those dudes and uh, and just kind of talk story it was a lot of fun we talked to ukulele um if you're a subscriber to their Patreon, we have a bunch of uh, other stuff that we talked about as well. We talk about BTS, if you guys are into that. <laughs> we talk about Desert Island uh, albums, you know, that, that we would we would bring. It's, it's kind of cool. So make sure you check that out and type and comment. You know, Dream sent me from, uh, from Ukulele Underground. So check it out. Let's get started. Now with that out of the way, just, you know, doing a little, a little promo for, for my friends. But um, this is a question and answer kind of podcast. Give me your question, uh, qu question, question, <laughs> give me your question, Quenters. and I'll give you my answer. <laughs> Kahai. No, I'm taking Kahai and questions. There's a lot of K's going on and Q's. So, Kahai, give me the first question, bud. Uh, this was from Candy, and it was on our uh, the YouTube uh, oh, video for right the last week. Okay. Uh, so, she said, I have three beautiful ukes of 21-inch, 23, and 26. Hmm. Uh, I want to tune one of them to low G. Which one should I do? Uh, and then her next part is, and do I actually need to change the string or just tune it way down? Oh, um, it was like that. soprano, yeah. concert, <laughs> tenor. tenor. Yeah, yeah. So you can tune any one of those into a low G. And they all have their different characteristics. You know, like uh, if you give a low G to a, you know, to a tenor, the biggest one that you have, it'll just make that tenor even, you know, even deeper and even, you know, warmer, okay? Because that low note is going to balance out the rest, right? Now, with that said, everything, I mean, the other, the other two are awesome as well. I like to put um, 
low G's on my soprano because sopranos are naturally super bright, but adding that low G in there kind of balanced that out as well. Okay. I'm not saying that like it's unbalanced without the low G, but I'm just saying that it goes from like low to high when you strum it down, you know, and um, that low G really gives you a lot more notes to work with. While as the high G, um, there are some techniques and it allows me to go up the fretboard without worrying about, you know, this, this open string. So there's like differences and uh, advantages to playing high and low G. But you can string up any one of those with a low G. And yes, it is a completely different string. Uh, we were just uh, we we're just doing a video on this that um, the low G string is a completely different string from the high G string. And some people are like, how do I know if I have a low G or a high G? It's um, if your G string is just as or thicker than your C string, then you have a low G. If your G string is thinner than your C string, then that means you have a high G. All right, that's 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 the rules, Kai. I don't write those rules, but that's that's the <laughs> rules. Did you hear those rules before? Uh, well, yeah. it's it's perfect because you have one. I do uh, so if you see today, it's not I always. Do. You don't no, always, I don't have... always have a low G U. So this, see the skinny, you know, little. Uh, string here on the on the high G this is a high G and here we have a low G it's much thicker than the C string therefore it's a low G and this is what I mean by kind of a balanced tone because those low ends really ring out whereas the high G the C is going to be the lowest note there so not that it's you know not that it's wrong or whatever or it's uh, or it doesn't sound full because it still sounds full without it, but um, you can do different techniques with the high G that you can't do with the low G, and you can like I said you can go up the fretboard without worrying about uh, covering up all your low notes because if you're up here and you're playing this this chord shape. See, it's, it's, it's the uh, it's a. Uh, it's a forbidden song <laughs> on Fridays. <laughs> right, guy? Yep. <laughs> so, I should have tuned this you before we got started. That's <laughs> my bad. Yeah, can you give examples of uh, what you can do and what you can't yeah. do and just kind of show how, like, what it would sound like on the low G? So, for example, if. If I'm playing Ka'al Creative Boy songs, which has a lot of those kind of banjoey techniques to it, I would be. Oh, what am I doing? I have a tuner right here. <laughs> <laughs> Lazy. So, if I'm playing like Ka'al Creative Boy songs, I would be using a high G ukulele because a lot of those banjo style techniques that Troy Fernandez uses can only be done with the high G ukulele. So, things like. Um, I'm doing um or there's the uh oh how's it go? <laughs> Can't figure it out. So you can really only do that song with the high G. You can kind of pull it off with the low G, but for the most part, you can't do that that technique. So you can do um So it just sounds yeah, the low yeah, it kind of really doesn't blend in overpowers yeah, if it, yeah. it's if it's low. And uh, a lot of the songs that I wrote, because I'm a high G player, I write with a high G. So things like um, uh, Bangido Tyler and uh, Senor Victor doesn't really work with a low G. So if I were to play Senor Victor, I'd be do something like... This is just sticking out like a sore thumb, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... Low drone throughout the, the whole song. With the high G, that allows me to do that. Uh, It's less noticeable, and that's yeah. what I mean by going up the fretboard, not having to think about you know the uh, the bass strings. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, with this, I, I can't really, I don't even want to pick it back up anymore. <laughs> I can't be doing that. Or Bandito Tyler, any of those songs, you know, songs that I wrote, it's, uh, it's going to be a lot, a lot more difficult managing more than one bass string. So for me, just um, the, for all the, the intent of making it easier, um, I like to use a high G. And it just gives me techniques that, um, that are more in my disposal that I can't do with a low G. Mm-hmm. Yoda said, uh, yeah. "If it makes a low sound, it's a low G. If it makes a high sound, <laughs> it's a high G. That, it, that that that's like you know being like facetious, but it's kind of true. Like that that is <laughs> yeah. how you can tell is like you pick that G, yeah. and if it sounds low, it's like oh, that's a low. Yeah. But I mean, then, if it's tuned, yeah, if it's you tuned. know, yeah, <laughs> if it's tuned, yeah. But I understand like people's trepidation because like they they're not used to to listening to mm. notes or like." They're not used to, to listening to music in that like kind of mm, critical mm. way. So I would say like try and listen, like pick it and then pick your A string. And if it sounds closer to the A string, like mm. if it sounds as high as A string, you know, or, or around there, then that's a high G. If it sounds like it's kind of like too closer, different, closer yeah, to the C, apart, then yeah. Yeah, then it's a low G. Yeah, and you can't use the same string to tune it, just tune it low, like super low. The tension will be so low or so loose that uh, you can barely play it. So yeah, it wouldn't would ring well, out. It yeah, doesn't ring out. I don't out. even want to try it. Yeah, and is, you can't tune your low G all the way up, up to the high or too else high. It, it might yep. break. So it has to be a different string. Okay? Yeah. yeah. So that's with that said, good luck with that. I mean, yeah. you have three ukes. Like you should have at least one low G. You know, you, you were you're able to. So go yeah. ahead and uh, you have the luxury to do so. Some people have one. They're like, oh my god, low or high, and that you know, for you it's like <laughs> both. Any one of those, <laughs> Any one of those would those. be fine. But uh, do you would you recommend getting a pack that is? Like specifically, like if you, yeah, if they choose yeah. the concert, they should they get a low G concert, concert. set mm-hmm. if yeah. it's available. If yeah. not, then yeah. don't don't worry about it. I mean, it's, just get a, you know, just get a single low G, and some those are available. You know, like yeah. just getting single or strings, or sometimes they sell like uh, packs that are kind of like uni packs that you mm-hmm. can put on any uke, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, the company. They might not be the best, but like the company has made sure at least that it should it work. It should work across all. Uh, yeah. We should be getting your the the mint chocolate chip um, strings. Yeah. I think mid November or like early November. Okay. Okay. In in the ukulele underground store, so mm-hmm. we'll have that soon. Okay. Um, yeah. But then, if you want them now, you can go go to Akila. Yeah. <laughs> go order them directly. Yeah. So Aldrin, Aldrin has a pack of mm-hmm. um, Logi sets for all the different sizes, yeah. um, and it's his signature strings. Yeah. So. It's not on this one, but I will put some on. It's on my uh, that Kanilea that I that I have mm-hmm. that Kanilea Logi, but not on this one because. I don't know. I barely used this, so I figured. And it was um, already low G, right? Yeah, this is the same strings as from when I bought it from Ritesh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Nice. So same. I haven't done. I haven't done anything. I don't even want to. I don't want to mess with it. I don't want to touch <laughs> yeah. it. You know, just it's awesome. I love this. Thank you, Ritesh. By the way, I hope you're enjoying yours. Because uh, as I was telling Aaron, Ritesh found the same exact you for the same exact price. And it's like nice. that's. How do you like? How does lightning strike twice in the same he's place? A, <laughs> yeah. He's a super bitter. Or like, <laughs> he's a, he's a yeah. pro. He has his finger on the pulse. Yeah, oh, man, that's cool. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, give us the first. Uh, sorry, the second question, guy. Uh, well, we don't. We didn't have another question, mm-hmm. but I had like a question sent in to our just like our like general questions. A person asking for help. Mm-hmm. And they were asked. They said that they have a loji, and should they be worried about learning things like from our site or learning things like mm. how do you know like what works and what doesn't? And I kind of told them like ninety nine percent of our yeah. site it should be fine. Yeah, and it's kind of the same thing that like we you know Yoda said like if you play it it's gonna sound low, if you play mm-hmm. it it's gonna sound high. Mm-hmm. It's like just try and play along anyways yeah. like to what you're learning. And if it sounds off, like like you were doing, mm-hmm. right? Like it's very blaringly obvious. Mm-hmm. Then it's like, uh, this probably isn't gonna work for a low G yeah. ukulele. Um, almost all, if not all, like the strumming and the chords, totally doable on a low G. It's just the picking. That's the only thing that will make a difference. This is the picking on the uh, uh or the solos that that we've done. So that's why Kahai is like ninety nine percent of the work. 
because it does you know like you don't need any uh you need a high or low g to strum your ukulele with the chords that we put especially on the play alongs that you know that we do um lessons wise it should be you know it should be okay as well uh we usually let you know if it's a specific high g um song or not because sometimes like a high g song we'll try to do something with the low g as well like i know with frosty like you can kind of play it with a high or low g frosty the snowman um which is perfect for uh the the upcoming season if you guys want to learn a song challenging but fun frosty the snowman one of my favorites that we've done kai i love that song <laughs> that was already like a year ago because yeah, we did it for man. christmas season so yeah it's beginning to look a lot like we gotta film some more <laughs> yeah yeah especially since halloween is canceled this year <laughs> at my house <laughs> i'm still well, i mean but to be fair i'm dressed you know just funny every day <laughs> yeah and eat candy <laughs> and eat candy you know so it's halloween is is every day my uh my kid we just uh, no her grandma just got her like like this Elsa dress or whatever, and she wears it all. It was supposed to be for Halloween, but she oh. dresses up that way like every day now. Oh, uh, it's, uh, it's cute. Nobody's nobody's gonna be. Yeah, who cares? Yeah, because <laughs> I don't can, want you could pajama. Right, it I don't want the grandma long. buying that for how God knows how much money she bought it for for her to use it one time. Yeah, so just go 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 have fun with it. Yeah, Get it dirty. <laughs> use it up. Yeah, use it up. Go. <laughs> You're not even gonna fit it next year. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Last year for Halloween, like mm-hmm. for our jam, I made all those like candies with mm-hmm. the name of the right. songs. Should I do that again this year? We yeah. have like a hundred and twenty. A lot songs. of work. I mean, if you if you want to, if you can just make it just not even for the jam, you can make it for me. Like, you, just, you know, I think we candy basically. Just do candy. Yeah, we we did the jam, and then yeah. I think we had that bowl of candy for like the next two weeks or yeah. something in the office, right? Mm-hmm. So oh. it it was like Halloween extended. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all the Reese is gone first. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I specifically put like the songs that we didn't like on candies that I didn't like. <laughs> yeah. uh, what's your favorite Halloween song, Kai? Halloween song? And why is it Monster Mash? <laughs> <laughs> is there other Halloween songs besides that? Ghostbusters? Uh, thriller. Or, yeah. Yeah. Thriller? Yeah. But that's like a... That's so good that that's not just a Halloween song. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's Monster Mash? <laughs> it's, yeah, Monster Mash has transcended know. Halloween. <laughs> I would say the Ghostbusters mm. song has transcended Halloween, but yeah. Monster Mash, I'm okay with just hearing it one. I, I think there's a lot of here. great Halloween songs, but there's not much good Thanksgiving songs. Because, like, yeah, you got Monster Mash, you got the... um. That that uh, witch doctor song is a good, you know, is a good Halloween <laughs> yeah. song, dude. Dude, there's just choke. There's like, if you just get like the Alvin and the Chipmunks Halloween CD, <laughs> there's a lot of them in there. But I don't think I've seen an, an Alvin and the Chipmunks Thanksgiving special. But yeah, you know, we need to write more Thanksgiving songs, and that'll be the next songwriting challenge: is write a Thanksgiving song. <laughs> Thanksgiving song. That Boss sounds... Burgers is the only one that has a good Thanksgiving uh, song. Yeah. <laughs> what band like did a cover of? their song oh the international or yeah, something yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah check that out and we'll have to leave the uh the, yep. the link in the in the show notes it's okay. the, that gravy boat yeah song, gravy and then the two versions yeah Ooh, or I so think, good. <laughs> and i think they also covered another one of their thanksgiving songs a different one too oh maybe yeah Pass, did a few the cranberry sauce <laughs> having mashed potatoes oh the turkey looks great <laughs> thank you for loving me Thank you for being there. Kill the turkey. <laughs> People are just like, what is going on? <laughs> Love me some Bob's Burgers, man. All right. Um, do, have, do we have any other questions? Yeah, we got one in the chat. Cool. Uh, so Renee said, if you need a different tuning, like half step down, do you keep one U-Tune special? Uh, she says that I have my high G and low G banjo ukulele. Cool. Or, uh, and I was trying to copy mm-hmm. an Eddie Van Halen ukulele cover, but mm-hmm. I didn't want to retune my strings. Uh, well, you know, retuning down a half step isn't too bad, you know. Um, if you have the luxury of having multiple ukuleles, then sure, why not have one, you know, tune half a step down. But yeah, this goes back to like some people don't have, you know, like multiple ukuleles. If you do and that's what you want to do, totally cool. That's awesome. Actually, it's easy. You just switch from one to the other. But for the most part, if I'm like practicing, you know, um, I want to lump in all the songs that are uh, half step down and all the songs that are at 440 and then like just kind of play the first half, 
with the uh, half step down and the other half with the 440 song so that I just kind of take a break right in the middle, tune my ukulele back up and then play the 440 songs. Because um, that's what I did when I was practicing way back then because um, I would practice along with the CDs and Valley Style by the Kyle Creative Boys, the whole CD is in a half step down. Uh, Tropical Hawaiian Day, their first album, debut album, it's in 440. Whereas the On Fire album, the first six or something like that is in half step and the next six are, are in 440. Uh, it's a mess, man. <laughs> <laughs> we just had this problem or this situation with our next song, right? Like the song we're planning to do mm-hmm. for Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Where it's like, oh, it's what's, like, what? what what's is the, the actual key? key? What's the key? Yeah. Yeah. Because one recording has it in one key and the other recording has it in a different key. Yeah. yeah. The live version versus the studio version. Yeah. One or, is one is half step down. Yeah, or, I have to check back in on that. I, I gotta, I gotta <laughs> ask that person that we're collaborating with what's going. On. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll check back in. I'm excited. I mean, hands down, one of you know, one of the the, the lessons that I'm actually very, very, very excited to not only teach but to see. <laughs> like I don't know, if the, I don't want to give away too much, but it's it's something and it's collaborating with somebody that i've always wanted to collaborate with like period since high school <laughs> this guy is awesome so i'm very excited and you, you'll see at, at the uh beginning of next next month you'll see what we're talking about but it's good fun it's good fun yeah kahai do you have any other questions uh no uh you earlier you said that if you had to tune half step down mm-hmm. uh, you want to keep half step down and then you want to tune to 442 just to clarify, uh, 440 is standard tuning. Yeah, standard tuning. So G C E A. That's you know if you're tuning it to the you know uh, to the tuner at 440 hertz, I guess mm-hmm. you know you know like and it that's... says G C E A. That's what 440 means. But um, half step down just means instead of G C E A, you're tuning it at F sharp, B, D sharp, G sharp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And 440, like so you. Uh, for simpler tuners, you can't actually change the hertz, but mm-hmm. for more advanced tuners, you can like change it, and then that changes like the reference tone that you're. Yeah. You're Do you know what to. the hertz is for half step? Uh, no, because it's not even. I think it's is like that... four thirty-two mm. and decimal points. It's it's weird. Oh yeah. So um, but four forty is like what became the in- international standard mm-hmm. because like when everybody was trying to sell musical instruments, yeah, they're like. Well, are you tuning to 440? Or are you tuning to 432? <laughs> and when all these people came together to play in like orchestras and stuff, yeah. they're like, "What is your instrument made like to tune to? Is it made to tune to this one or this one?" So yeah. they're just like, "440 is a standard. Yeah. Every instrument maker make it to 440, and then we don't have to worry about it." Why can't we just make all music like Gregorian chants, where it's just like the, <laughs> the same note every one note. time, all all of it. Yeah, we'll just sing not. that one note. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So um, let's see. Uh, well, with the you know with with those albums and and when I was uh, practicing back then, I, I only had one uke, so I kind of you know did it by ear, and it was kind of tough too because like having you know playing the song, and I didn't have a tuner back then. You know these like you know these awesome. Very, very, very reliable, very cheap tuners were not available back then. So, like, I had to tune manually and I had to kind of listen to the song. I had a um, a reference song that, like, I knew, you know, I knew that the one of the first notes was going to be like this or that or whatever. <laughs> and then um, I would just kind of, like, wait for that part to go on, play, like, the first couple seconds of the song. I'd use that as reference, tune it up. Tune it up again and then like pause the song and then tune my entire ukulele based on that one note. But I had like tracks that I would use as reference tracks in order to tune my ukulele back up. And I think for uh for that Kyle Crater Boy song, it was um it was on fire was half step down. So when when did it so that I would play that note. Uh-huh. So I do and make try sure to tune, yeah, try yeah. to tune it, pause the song, rewind it back tune it play it again <laughs> see if it's in tune if it's in tune then like all right let's tune the rest of my uh, rest of my strings and then play on fire <laughs> <laughs> but it's yeah it's like super or is it the other way around i think it's 440 then it turns half step it's it's messy it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's um 
Other uh, fun half-step albums with the ukulele is uh, Opihi Pickers, the uh, the first, um, I guess the second album, the Beginnings album. Um, I don't talk about that one too often, but I love, love, love that album. That's another album that I would play like beginning to end, you know, like with my uh, with my ukulele. If you're an advanced ukulele player, you know, and, and I don't say that with like the, you know, with the Kyle Creator Boys ones because the Kyle Creator Boys ones you can you can get through it like being an intermediate player, but Opihi Pickers beginnings you kind of have to be an advanced player. So I'll take that as a challenge, you advanced <laughs> players out there. See if you can play along with Opihi Pickers beginnings because Imu Garza is a monster on the ukulele. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think we mentioned it before. Probably yeah. the most underrated <laughs> yeah. ukulele player. But that album is like it's it's great. Every single song is is good, you know, and uh, and you can just kind of play that whole album beginning to end. Mm-hmm. It's it's fun and it's a fun one to to do. Most of them are like they're kind of reggaeish, but very island reggae. So they got like a nice swing to it. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Check it out. Beginnings by Op Pickers. People. People like are amazed or they ask us like, how do you get so good at like adapting to different keys or different things? And that's like, I think that's part of it is like back then it's not like now when you look up a song on YouTube or Ultimate Guitar, like you can find that that same song, but they'll transpose it to C or something. So like everybody's like, oh, learn it the easy way, learn (laughs) it in C, right? But back then, it's like I want to play along to this song. It's like <laughs> you just you, do it in that key. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the easiest key to play it in is the one recorded on the CD, and you have to like either you have to play to that key. So it is like you either tune your ukulele or you figure out how to transpose or you do mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah, yeah, and I think oh, we, uh, just to clarify, yeah. I think Renee was it was a just because you were um, referring to standard tuning as four forty. Yeah. But the half step too, you're not changing the your tuner's hertz, right? No, no, you're, you're staying not in four forty, yeah. but you're just changing um instead tuning of G, to different notes. It's yeah. an F sharp, which is a half step down. That's why we call it a half step down. So instead of a G, it's F sharp. Instead of a C, it's a B. Instead of an E, it's a D sharp. Instead of an A, it's a G sharp. So yeah. the tuning instead of G C E A, it's F sharp B D sharp G sharp. Sounds a lot more complicated than it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, just yeah. really just. Think, but like but that. what Kahai was referring to is like if your tuner could tune to the yeah. the proper hertz, you could tune G C E A and it would sound mm-hmm. like that F sharp. Yeah. yeah. And different I, I think that that that's like a older tune tuner kind of problem though, like changing the hertz mm-hmm. because I think they couldn't actually display like sharps, you know on the digital screen oh, so you would have to change the hertz of the tuner and then still like it would still display like if your g is you know in tune but you're actually tuning to f sharp yeah so but yeah. like all tuners all modern digital tuners now you they do display like sharps or flats so it's perfectly fine yeah yeah you don't and have they're, to and worry they're, about that at all there uh it's kind of like the default setting is 440 so so yeah for simplicity's sake just mm-hmm. stay at 440 yeah and just change um change your tuning to the different notes Mm. because i think even that is like the so i think half step is 432 and then from 432 it goes to four it's not not even it might be like 415 or something (laughs) it's always like different intervals you have to know the exact yeah i mean it's just easier to just tune to to the I, note, yeah. yeah. I always had a problem with like you know tuners being too complicated, like, especially ones that you know that are like cheapy for like beginners and stuff. Mm-hmm. They have the button to change the hertz, and it's like no, just take that button yeah, out, yeah, don't yeah, touch that, yeah. don't touch it. If Keep it at four forty, yeah. You know? Made for a beginner, yeah. Then Maybe Jacob it's, Collier, like it's just gonna confuse <laughs> yeah. everyone. Yeah, can work with four thirty eight or whatever, four thirty nine, but keep it at four forty. Don't touch that part of your, uh, you know, of your tuner, and you should be fine across the board. Yeah, yeah. The other button that they include, or they, I don't know if they still do it, but I thought it was dumb, and they didn't really have to do that. <laughs> is like the visual metronome, mm-hmm. and like I hated that because like who wants to look at their tuner while they're playing you know, <laughs> to like 
to figure out time it's like no that's <laughs> not i don't think that's a good feature to have on well one computers. of the things that we were looking for when we used to go to nam all the time is a metronome that showed you the numbers instead of just like because <laughs> like where am i i mean you it would it would have the you know like where one is supposed to be but like show me the numbers show me what beat i'm in you know maybe like i've not not saying that I need one or whatever. It's just why hasn't anyone made one? Period. <laughs> you know, like, well, they they are online. They have are they? they are. Okay. Well, yeah. come on, get get to it. Regular tuner make or <laughs> metronome makers. <laughs> I think they they assume that everybody just has an app for that already. So it's <laughs> like, why even try? Like, even you can dynamically right? change the app <laughs> to do anything that they that you want. So yeah, yeah, and the app can do like. If they made a machine, it would be like, you know, straight, whatever, straight rhythm. Mm -hmm. There's, I know there's apps that you can do like swung rhythms mm -hmm. too and stuff. So yeah, there are, it, it is in that sense, it is better to just get an app for that. Yeah. Um, even with like tuning apps and stuff, I used to be kind of like on the fence with like tuning apps because I don't know if it's like as accurate, you know, as, mm -hmm. as, uh, as it makes it out to be. But after tuning with, uh, with, with, with a tuner app on my phone, sometimes that's more in tune than like using one of these <laughs> more accurate, yeah, yeah, which is crazy. So yeah. technology, man, it's it's off the charts. Yeah. <laughs> it's scary. Did you see Skynet, the buddy Skynet coming up? <laughs> Did you see the uh, the automatic tuner? So it looks like a winder, and then you you put it on top of your string, and you pick mm -hmm. your string. And then it will just start tuning, like tuning, <laughs> turning the gear oh. until it reaches. So it's like a the robot tuners on mm, yeah, Gibson yeah, guitars, Gibson, Gibson. but it's just the winder itself. Ah. And like that kind of, I thought like, oh, that's cool. Like that makes more sense to me than making it a part of the mm -hmm. tuning, you know, yeah. the gears and everything. Like that way you can use whatever guitar you want and you do that. But still, I think I can tune faster than that thing. <laughs> yeah. And see, yeah, Skynet is coming, man. We got to find Sarah Connor. We got to <laughs> just defend ourselves from these Terminators coming out too. Scary. Like they have minds of their own. Um, we had a songwriting challenge like a couple weeks back, and they're due today. Hi, are they? Mm -hmm. Okay, once again, I forgot that they were due today. Yesterday, <laughs> we were uh, we were here at the office, and then Aaron's like, "Is it due tomorrow? Is it next week?" I'm like, "Oh my god, it's due tomorrow." <laughs> I, we had a lot on our plate, you know. I mean, I, I know I keep making that excuse, but there's been a lot of stuff that we've been doing. Um, you know, for uh, for for the site, making new videos and whatnot. So because we got this new place, you know, we should use this new amazing place. We're kind of doing a lot of stuff, and I haven't really been thinking of that. But I wrote something, and uh, so it's all good. I don't got to make up an excuse. I, I, I did do it today. <laughs> I, I didn't even do it yesterday when I found out that it was due today. I still did it completely last minute. Before heading to work, I parked at the uh, at the beach by um, by Machaya in Kapala, and I'm just like, okay, uh, give myself 20 minutes to write something, and I did write something. But Kahai, give us the guidelines of what's last um, the the last songwriting challenge was. The main guideline was that you just had to write uh what write a song that made you think of the title uh. Jubilant October afternoon. Mm -hmm. Got to be careful with how I say that. Jubilant I, October afternoon. <laughs> I always want to say something else. I, I like uh, last uh, the when we made this um, the challenge and when I made the post for the live lesson, uh, I included a link to the mm -hmm. Mandela effect. Yeah. I had a feeling that we were gonna still call it <laughs> Jubilant October Sky yeah. instead of afternoon. <laughs> afternoon. Uh, and then. Uh, extras some of the bonuses like uh three four lyrics mm -hmm. um make it in like funk or uh disco like um earth wind and fire mm -hmm. and then use a, a right. ninth chord yeah forgot to uh, put this on my headstock today but basically um whatever i said that whatever was on my headstock is uh, what we're going to give away to people, you know, uh, to some one lucky person who's uh, who tries this challenge out. So whenever you guys do the uh, songwriting challenge, make sure to post it over on Ukulele Underground and the uh, the plus forums because we pick out 
a random winner from uh, the people who try out the uh, the songwriting challenge, and we you know we give random stuff away. So for this time, we're giving away some uh, something sweet and salty. Okay, so we got salty. We got seedless leaking cherry. We got leaking sour lychee, which is both sweet and salty, and we went uh, all the way sweet with some milk chocolate macadamia nuts. So we're gonna be sending this out. And uh, Kahai, you said you're gonna add something, or Aaron, you're gonna add something. Oh yeah, uh, Lihing starfruit. Lihing starfruit, like dried starfruit, right? Yeah, like, yeah, Lihing dried starfruit. That sounds amazing. And um, you guys have one more week to uh, to do the songwriting challenge. So for us, it was due to you know it's due today, but for you folks, uh, it's due next week. And the reason for that is because we like to kind of um, show you guys what we have to give you guys some inspiration and what you can write, and then um, you can use that. Or, uh, you know, just keep whatever song that you already have. But um, we can kind of just show you what you can create with the guidelines that we did. Okay? So, um, let's get started. Uh, here we go. I'm going to play my song. So, that's why I brought my low G ukulele today. That's because um, when uh, when Aaron and I, well, when I realized, when Aaron made me realize that it was due today, I was like, oh, no, I got to write a song. And I said I was going to write an instrumental. So I wrote an instrumental. He's like, you should write it with that, you. I'm like, yeah, I should. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> okay. So uh, this is called Jubilant October Afternoon. So um, I was thinking about that that phrase. And I'm like, what? You know, some, I need something jubilant. I need something kind of, you know, like happy. And what what does jubilant, you know, like sound or look like to me? And I kind of thought back. And I was like, one of the things that that uh, that I think about when I hear the word jubilant or just ukulele and kind of happy and, and you know and um, that upbeat you know kind of a uh, description is going to be the band Fulare Pad from Japan. So I remember, <laughs> you know, and if you guys uh, if you guys have never seen them, they're amazing. They're really really good at melody and uh, they're exciting you know like it's a it's an ukulele guitar duo from japan and they play these great exciting melody driven songs that are jumping and they're pointing to the sky very very <laughs> cool charismatic and really amazing musicians like those two dudes are like no joke like they can really really play and they know their way around music not just the uke but music in general all right yeah. so i tried my best to write a full pad inspired song called October <laughs> jubilant October <laughs> afternoon. So it goes like this. I wrote this before, so I don't know if I'm gonna get this 100 percent correct. I'm gonna try.
<laughs> yeah, but you gotta yeah. point up to the oh. sky at the end. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Um, I, I played a, a lot around with the uh, with, the, with the low G. Since you have a little bit of time, I'll explain some stuff. So with um with this, it's in the key of A, and I you know with with their songs, they're just basic like you know one four fives, and sometimes with like major twos and stuff. But it's very very melody driven. So even though they're just using plain old like one four five, there's like some minors in there. Um, the major and the way that they play their melodies is always very like you know exciting so i wanted to kind of get that up. and then repeat it again because a good melody line is always reinforced <laughs> then leading up to the chorus that's very like flotty pad sounding <laughs> To the five, and it goes to the minor, to the major two, and back to the chorus. So. I played this a little bit long the first time, but it goes. Back to that like original, like original line. So that's my Fulati Pad song called uh, Jubilant October Afternoon. <laughs> That that last the mm-hmm. ending part mm-hmm. too, where you're kind of like just going back and forth. Uh-huh. That sounded very like besides Pad, <laughs> it sounds very Japanese to like just a uh, J-pop. Da, 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 da. <laughs> just jump, 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 yeah. jump. <laughs> so yeah. like with that that mm-hmm. song too, you were still like kind of doing that uh, strumming like. Half strumming, half picking technique that you mm. usually do, right? Mm. Like because you play chords, but you're like only trying to play certain notes yeah. or highlight certain notes. Mm. But then with that low G, you just had to be more careful of mm-hmm. that, hitting that low G. Yeah, I, I, you know, when I wrote it, I wasn't gonna do that, but I don't know. Like I get nervous whenever I show people like songs and stuff. That's why the, I had to kind of when I explained it, I played it a lot better because <laughs> 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 I, I, it's not like. Okay, here we here we go. I guess that's recital time. <laughs> it's funny though. Everybody <laughs> quiet. Yeah, everybody quiet. Listening. Oh my gosh. I, I thought I was like, oh, that's cool. Aldrin just talked about that. Like talked about avoiding the low G. Yeah, he's demonstrating it. Yeah, like, so oh, that's wow. that's what I did. Like, so when I did that part, I'm like, ah, I'm supposed to do this <laughs> because um, it gets that 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 note there. So, so you're supposed to finger pick it, but I don't know. I panic, <laughs> and I'm like, I guess I'm good enough to do that. <laughs> I forget sometimes. Kind of, I'm like one of those professional you players that people talk about. <laughs> I've done stuff like that too, like in Magic, where ah. I, I I'm like, ah, oh, I messed up something. <laughs> And then the person like picks up their card and they're like, how'd you do that? <laughs> and you just got to stay quiet. And you're like, magic. Magic. <laughs> magic. I, that was all <laughs> according to my plan. Yeah. I think, I think David Blaine said like mm-hmm. sometimes like, like uh, I forget who was interviewing him. They're like, how do you do it? And he's like, sometimes you just get lucky. And you say like, oh, let me guess. You got the queen of hearts. And then you'll see the person's eyes get wide. Yeah. And you just roll with it. You don't have to do anything <laughs> else. Yeah. It's like, did I know you were going to have the queen of hearts? Nope. I no, did just... one where, like, um, I'm supposed to do this, like, this, like, special shuffle or whatever. Like, the guy already picked the card and whatnot. I did the special shuffle, and it fell off my hands. But it was... It was weird because as it fell off my hands, the only thing that stuck to my hand was their card because I had it on the bottom. <laughs> you know, like, and I felt, I was like, oh my God, is this your card? <laughs> like, Whoa, how'd you do that? I'm like, magic. <laughs> so, like, as it fell off, it was part I, just, of the, yeah, the... I just purposely let everything else fall off and just keep the one on the bottom. Like, yeah, that's the one, right? <laughs> There's a, something in magic called like multiple outs. Yeah. That means that. You do the same trick, but you have multiple results for the mm-hmm. same trick. I feel like music is the same way. Like if you get good enough, mm-hmm. you can have multiple outs. So if you do mess up, it's mm-hmm. just like that yeah. wasn't a mistake. That was intentional. I'm gonna <laughs> keep going with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You know. So yeah, it's just the more time you put into it, the mm-hmm. it you 
people will think you're better because you'll just be more comfortable with mistakes, you know? It's like mistakes aren't big deals anymore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so that's my song. Go uh, higher, air. <laughs> yeah, I'll go. in your wheelhouse man that sounded almost like too easy for you <laughs> well, uh, well it was like very earth wind and fire yeah, inspired yeah, yeah. right I, I see it up pretty late last night finishing that up, so. yeah that sounds <laughs> awesome that dude easy. that's if I, I feel like that's one of your best that, that you know that that you've done yeah and i feel almost like i'm not done with it there's mm-hmm. like a lot more that i, I still want to add like, I wanted to add in, actually record guitar, but mm-hmm. I finished just that version mm-hmm. at 2 in the morning. So I was like, I don't think I have time to record guitar. I'm going to go sleep. <laughs> and I, I was like, yeah, I'll just do this. But yeah, I'll definitely, like, a lot of it comes from Earth, Wind, and Fire, and a lot of it comes from September. Because, like, if you listen to September, Renee said, like, uh, love the cowbell. Mm-hmm. There is a cowbell in Earth in uh, September, and it's going throughout <laughs> the whole song. Yeah. I don't know, like... And then also, like, listening to September, there's, mm-hmm. like, so much going in that song that yeah. I think most people don't realize. Like, there's a whole string section, but they're very, it's very low in the mix. Mm. Uh-huh. So you don't hear it. And they're almost playing counterpoint to what the horns are playing. Oh, so, to just fill in the gaps, kind of. Yeah, but it's, like, a feeling because it's very hard to hear, mm-hmm. like, the actual notes that they're playing, but they're there. And then there's, like, little uh saxophone stabs here mm. and there and stuff so i tried to do the same thing where it's like uh when i heard that that string section I, like i even had to go back and listen to it again and be like mm-hmm. was it a string or am i just hearing things <laughs> but there there is like a little bit of it so mm-hmm. when i was writing my song i was like i want to put in like violins and uh, uh, uh cellos i mm-hmm. put in a couple of violins and cellos and then cool. i did everything else too yeah good so, job bud <laughs> that, yeah, that sounds awesome like you said it Seems like a little too easy for me. Like, that sounds way good. I, I think, and the other requirement that I, I hit was like that nine chord. Nine. Uh, I can't tell you which chord has it because I just basically like stacked chords. Mm-hmm. And some of them, it's like, I don't even know the name of the chord. Uh-huh. It's just like these, I stack these notes together and then I'm like, yeah, it sounds good enough. Mm-hmm. And it's like stuff that it's hard to even... Because it's like a E, F sharp minor, or F sharp, and a D all played together mm-hmm. in the same chord, you know? So it's, yeah, stuff like that. But there is like a nine sprinkled in every once in a while. Nice. Somewhere. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> Aaron, the voice. <laughs> uh, okay. Show me what you got. I'll just, <laughs> I'll just do it. It's like, um, it's, um, as I was writing it, I was I was kind of like, how come my hand is getting so weird? Yeah, it's like it has like a lot of bar chords, uh-huh. but, which is usually not a problem. But mm-hmm. we haven't been playing music for you like six, soft, my six months, so my hand is like weak. <laughs> you got soft. Yeah, on me. I was like, oh man. I mean, it's 
it's in the key of F, mm-hmm. so it shouldn't be too bad. But mm-hmm. but yeah, I started like you know as I was <laughs> repeating stuff and like oh that's not how I wanted to go. Mm-hmm. Just keep playing the song and mm-hmm. like why is my hand getting sore? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, jubilant October afternoon. Expression. She ain't fond of holding back nothing at all. Nothing at all. She points me in the right direction and calls out when she notices a flower in bloom. It's coming up soon. We're having a jubilant October afternoon. Touching the moon, rockets taking off soon. We're having a jubilant October afternoon. In the middle of a jubilant October afternoon. Tired from the exercise. Oh, won't you lay your mind right here next to mine? Decisions come with evening. The sun slips further out of the sky. Turn into night. This vision won't be leaving our memories anytime soon. It's never too soon to have another jubilant October afternoon. Looking forward to a jubilant October afternoon. Have another jubilant October afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome, man! So, oh, oh, see, so good. So, Kai just <laughs> almost killed it, man. <laughs> What are you? Stop it! Stop. You're killing him. You're killing him. Stop it. Too good. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to hold it in. <laughs> You're killing him, Aaron. No. So it's, I, I don't know. As you guys were playing your songs, I thought it was funny because you suggested jubilant. Yeah. And you went all in on jubilant. Yeah. Right. That's like a totally fulade pad yeah. like describer word, yeah. and then. Kahai suggested October because of se- September, <laughs> he and he all went in. all in on that. <laughs> and then I went all in on afternoon because, oh. like, you know, it was kind of said like, oh, like you know, afternoon delight. Yeah. yeah. And so, That's like, cool. I started off like trying to listen to funk, and mm-hmm. and I had some ideas on mm-hmm. like how to mix that um yeah. that catchphrase mm-hmm. into like a funk mm-hmm. song. Mm-hmm. But it really wasn't coming out, and then I started listening to Afternoon Delight, mm. and then everything just like spilled out. <laughs> so, so like yeah, so it it really is kind of um, that song itself. It's like a folk 
kind of mm-hmm. kind of a folk song mm-hmm. but and it's on the surface it seems like very mild but yeah. then it's actually a really dirty song <laughs> right and so like so this is like the same like kind of the same <laughs> thing i stole a bunch of chords and chord progressions from that song mm-hmm. and then just added like you know i kind of arranged it in a different ah. way yeah like and the, then, uh, Afternoon delight to the to yeah, the yeah, A seven D yeah. minor. I so that, did not exactly pick up it. on that until yeah. just now. Afternoon delight. Yeah, yeah, like, oh, yeah. Oh. yeah. So that's what that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> two and two yeah. together. So that's that's stolen directly Ooh. from and and it's in the key of F and um the majority of the the verse is like F and B flat. So you also brought off. back the like the major seven again. A little throwback. To yeah, the yeah. Last no, no. So there. so what I did um there was I I I had thought mm. of doing the song in F when mm. I was listening to funk mm-hmm. or it was like funk and disco, and I stole that from um mm. uh, it's like a Jackson Five song. Mm. Um, blame it on the boogie. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it's like um. It, I don't think it's in the key of F, but I transposed it to the key of F, and it's like, yeah. Living on the sunshine, living on the moonlight, living on the good times, living on a boogie. That's like, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. so like the, that, is, that's, yeah, cool. that's that. Um, so, mm-hmm. so yeah, it was kind of like the convergence mm-hmm. of all those things. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, the song itself, like the lyrics are purposefully written ambiguously so that it could be played on the radio and mm. in like a folk kind of setting yeah. but it's like riddled with like with innuendo and <laughs> dirty things suggestive yeah See? lyrics but <laughs> <laughs> we're uh, we're exposing Kai to all these dirty, dirty talks <laughs> and dirty things. So he just he's an innocent young boy. He's like, hey, you're killing him. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know what you guys are talking about. I don't I don't understand the joke. Yeah, I, I think uh, me and you, Aaron, like we write in similar ways. And so, like when people ask, like, how do you even get started writing a song? Mm-hmm. Like, I'll think about what I'm trying to do. And then I try to collect material with like of other songs that I, I'm like trying to replicate kind of. So I'm like, oh, I like this of that song or I like that of that song. Mm-hmm. I think um, even like, uh, what is his name from Weezer? The lead singer? Rivers. Yeah, yeah Rivers. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't on his song Exploder, he said he'll do that too, right? Like where he'll listen to songs and he'll record just like little riffs that he likes or something mm-hmm. and he'll put that in one folder and then he puts lyrics in the other folder mm-hmm. and then when the lyrics are like good he listens to like all the riffs so it's like not connected to the original song at all he mm-hmm. doesn't have that in his head mm-hmm. and he listens to the original riffs and goes mm-hmm. like oh, okay i can slide this riff under yeah, this that fits there. <laughs> yeah so i think like if you're curious or if you you're stumped and you don't know how to start writing a song like yeah figure like think about what songs you like and then yeah or are inspired by or artists that you're inspired by yeah it's like you you can't take like note for note but you like the thing that i did for like this song that i wrote another thing i did was that if you listen to a lot of disco it's pretty simple rhythm right where it's like the uh bass the kick drum is on one the snares are on two and four Mm -hmm. so it's just duke duke yeah and if like if you think about what disco is supposed to be, it's like dance music. Mm-hmm. So that makes it really easy to dance to. But like, even if what I think is like the most disco song, right, is like Staying Alive by the Bee Gees. Mm-hmm. Like, that's why that song is like mm-hmm. so easy or that, that song is great for that walking scene, right? Yeah. That John Travolta does. Because wow. it's like you're, you're, you're just Spider-Man walking scene. <laughs> is it the same song? Spider-Man 3, baby. Okay, okay sure. <laughs> But you're you're just you're like you're going with the right foot on the kick and then the left foot uh, on the snare, right? And it just like it work it makes it really easy to walk to. So mm-hmm. that's like the same thing that I tried to do. And I think if people are trying to write songs, just pick out like little things that you like of other songs. Like yeah, oh, I like this chord pattern. I like this little riff. I like this thing. You know, and then just start there. Yeah, yeah. yeah use that to yeah. build everything. And and then once it comes together it's almost hard to de- deconstruct mm-hmm. where it all came from. But um, yeah, so if you're, if you're looking at a song based on the end product, it's hard to visualize how you got there. But 
if you take if you pieces, just yeah if you just start somewhere you're yeah. gonna get somewhere else you know yeah. and that's why like we try to encourage people to write just as much as possible mm-hmm. because like if you like maybe you know if you write something you're like um, i don't know about that song but maybe like there were elements in the lyrics that you wrote that you liked that you wanted mm-hmm. to you maybe take those lyrics and put it somewhere else and you might write a song you know another song later down the line and you like the melody line that you did with the chorus maybe you can take that those lyrics from you know from the song that you didn't like the music and take the music you did like and put it together you know it's just about doing it over and over until um something comes out really right yeah people yeah. we also play our songs right and people just hear the end products mm-hmm. and but sometimes I, I say this too but like for this song in particular i think i wrote that you know the just the build-up part in three different keys and like with you know like four different chord patterns <laughs> and so like i got to that one where i'm like oh, okay I, I like this one the yeah. most yeah. so there there always is like you're gonna write a bunch of stuff and you're probably not gonna like like some of it but yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's just like with songwriting practice it's almost more about like the quantity than the quality that you do because if you push out enough quantity eventually like something is gonna be like stick to you or gonna mm-hmm. feel like oh that feels pretty good i, I like that so mm-hmm. yeah yeah nice good job everyone yeah. Okay, so once again, Kai, give us the guidelines for the songwriting challenge because for the audience, it's due next week, Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so the main guideline is just write a song uh, with the title "Jubal in October Afternoon," mm-hmm. and then bonuses are lyrics, disco or funk, three four time, mm-hmm. and use a ninth chord. Yeah, and that's it. I mean that. You know, that's pretty simple enough. I mean, you can add all those extras if you want to. You don't have to. Just write. That really, that's that's all we're asking for is just write some songs. We would love to hear what you guys got. And even if it's not for a challenge, if you guys write something, post it on the forum. We'd love to see what you guys have. And uh, we'd love to see what you guys are working on. All right? Now, uh, it's, it's time to go. We got to get going. But thank you so much for tuning in to uh, Thursday Live Lesson. And I'll see you after the show for one-on-one coaching. Check out tomorrow for Aloha Friday Live Jam. See you next time. Aloha.